Welcome to Real Time, a podcast for realtors brought to you by CREA, the Canadian Real Estate Association. And we're all about sparking conversations with inspiring people about all things Canadian real estate and topics that impact realtors and really all of us. I'm your host, Erin Davis, and I haven't been this excited to talk advertising and marketing since our first guest back on episode one, under the influence host and ad guru, Terry O'Reilly. In episode six of Real Time, we are talking today with Subtej Nijar, partner at Union Creative. That's the agency behind Korea's national ad campaigns about things realtors can do to better understand their audience, position themselves strategically, and stay relevant in periods of change and a hyper-competitive industry. In, as Sub puts it, one of the most complicated processes in the world. Subtej Nijar, also known as Sub, has over 14 years of strategic and digital planning experience working on global brands like IBM, Microsoft, IKEA, Unilever, Best Buy, Under Armour, and Domino's as well as Canadian clients in industries ranging from consumer packaged goods to not-for-profits. In 2005, Sub was named one of marketing magazine's ones to watch. And he says, while he was flattered by the honor, as the father of three young children, he has his own ones to watch and considers them his greatest achievement. So here we go with Subtej Nijar on Real Time. Subtej, the COVID-19 pandemic has shifted life for all of us. And while big brands face the uncertainty of the months ahead, how can they build themselves back the right way? Well, that's a great question. I think, you know, in, in looking at what is happening in the marketing world or in the business world, I think a lot of us are focused on, on you know, what the world looks like moving forward and how we need to build uh, some businesses and brands back. And I think there's two aspects for it. One of it is, I think, unfortunately... Um, some businesses have had to cut spend and cut their marketing efforts. Uh, and for them, um, oftentimes it might be a restart or a reboot in how they get back into their marketing activity. Uh, and for other brands and, and for a majority of the brands we have recommended, we have recommended that they don't go completely dark. And so it's not an abrupt, how do you get back? But how do you kind of transition uh, an ongoing marketing message that can continually evolve that, you know, can ratchet up when things are getting better, or we can ratchet down when there are some concerns around how we should be marketing. Um, and I think when we look at brands, it's about, ideally, it's the the sole purpose is how do you connect with a consumer? And yeah. how do you interact with that consumer? Or how do you engage that consumer with the marketing message or, you know, the, the proposition you have as a brand? And I think the interesting thing for us to look forward to is, Understanding the new world we live in, is your marketing message or the way you've been delivering your marketing message relevant to this audience in, in what has transpired under COVID-19? It almost comes down to read the room, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think it's it's a bit of, you know, the kind of jokes or the kind of humor we've, we've used has constantly involved, um, you know, the what, what has been deemed as socially acceptable and not deemed as socially uh, acceptable has evolved over the course of many years. Um, and so I think you just need to be top of mind with what is happening with consumer sentiment, what is happening with culture, and how your messages need to e evolve in, that, in this new landscape. How can realtors determine the right time and frequency to market their business up? I think the interesting thing we've noticed is brands who have stopped spending are more 
at risk of having to reevaluate and restart their marketing messages. Mm. Brands that have continually kind of talked about a proposition, and especially in the realtor's case, it's about the value the realtors bring. There's always going to be value even in uncertain times because the value proposition changes, right? People might be more nervous around what am I going to do about my house that's on sale or what am I going to do about potentially moving into neighborhoods and not knowing what the, you know, what's happening to house prices or the economy. And what we're, what we've helped Korea do in realtors is understand that it's about demonstrating the value of realtors. That value proposition is always going to be relevant no matter what is happening in, 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 in the cultural landscape or in the world around us. And sometimes it allows you to put a magnifying glass on, on very specific issues that are relevant in the moment. And sometimes you're allowed to be a bit more generic and broader on some of the value uh, propositions you talk about. So I think for my advice for realtors is think about what is happening in and around their communities, in and around the consumer bases they're talking to. And Ultimately, the job where you know that they have is to make sure that their potential customer feels that they are going to get tremendous value by working with this specific realtor. And so, how are you going to demonstrate that? Is that through knowledge? Is that through experience? Is that through just a, a sense of calmness, ensuring that you understand what is happening to them and their livelihood and the world around them? So, I think it's a bit of just understanding the context in which you need to have this conversation. Um, and just being more aware of what that conversation is versus the conversation you want to have. Um, you know, for example, it might be I'm I sell the most amount of homes in the area. Well, people may not care about that as the most motivating factor. What they might care about is you have an understanding of the community and the changes that are going to happen in the community. So you just need to read that room correctly. Our chat with Subtej continues in a moment, but while we're talking about reading a room. You can go to our Realtor.ca living room, the source for free, engaging content for your social feeds. From key 2020 housing trends to design tutorials, Living Room lives to bring you entertaining and inspiring articles. Ah yes, entertaining and inspiring. Exactly the words I'd use to describe today's guest, Subtej Nijar from Union Creative. If I understand you correctly, Subtej, it's like instead of promoting a property, promote your own properties, who you are as a realtor and how you're going to wrap your arms around figuratively the consumer, the client as we move forward. Would that be it? Changing the focus a little bit? Correct. I think the focus is going to be on the different aspects of your personality that are the most relevant today, right? And I think the experience and the value we provide to consumers is something that we need to highlight that goes well beyond just a transaction. And what needs can realtors help address in the short term as we emerge from the pandemic, Sub? Um, I think a lot of that is is about just trust and understanding. And I think they become very um, soft, but very important needs. I think buying or selling a home is most often than not the single largest transaction any Canadian will do in, in their lives. And understanding the importance of what that means and all the issues that surround it, the issues of insecurity, the issues of not knowing what might be on the other side of a transaction, not knowing what happens to my livelihood or my jobs. So it's not necessarily about the transaction of buying or selling a home, but it's around the relationship that you're trying to foster with that potential um, buyer or seller. 
Yeah, your agency, Union Creative, has been an advertising partner of Creos for many years. And I think that what you've just said is probably the answer to my question. But what's unique about home buyers? It is not just a sweater or a couch. It is the largest purchase of their life. And it comes with so many emotions, doesn't it? Like you're not going to get angsty or fearful about a couch you're going to buy. But this is a whole different ballgame in a much bigger ballpark. Yeah, and I think what we, you know, we tend to look at businesses from both a functional and an emotional standpoint. And sometimes the reason for purchase is the functional attributes your product or service has. So when I want to buy an iPhone, yes, we all know they look cool. We all like the style and the design of them. But when they, you know, these feeds or these features or these specs outweigh the competitor, that's what I use to justify my purchase or that's what I use to make my decision that I want you know, an Apple over a Samsung or, you know, another device. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a home, most often than not, while there are very functional needs on what I need my home to provide for me, the purchase reasons are all emotional, right? They're either life changes or triggers that are happening, income triggers, you might have had children, you might be downsizing, you might be upsizing. And so understanding that the majority of the purchase decision is made on the emotional side the value that you provide has to deliver to those to those emotional questions I have. So if I'm nervous about taking on a mortgage, well, how can you help me understand the implications and the risks about it? How do you put me into your, you know, most of the realtors I've talked to in Canada have a network of service providers that solve essentially all of your house you know needs or your home needs from plumbers to, you know, mortgage brokers to bankers to, you know, construction workers, how can you use your network and you as the circle of influence to answer all the potential questions that a person may have uh, or answer all the concerns a potential purchaser may have? I can almost hear somebody listening to this right now in their car or wherever it is that you share real time, thank you for that, saying, okay, what about me? I'm a realtor who doesn't have the resources of an agency or a marketing department. What do I do to better understand my audience? To be honest, I think sometimes they better understand their audience than we do at a, on a large national scale because they're the ones talking to their cu- customers on a you know a- hourly, if not daily basis. And, you know, what the sentiment that is happening in social media, in community groups, um, how people are interacting and, you know, talking about it on forums. I think there's a lot of free information out there that you can leverage from just social media and the internet to see how people are, you know, discussing or what people are thinking about as it relates to home buying and selling at at any given time. Um, I know a lot of our realtors um, have invested in their own social media footprint. So that means their own Facebook page or their own Instagram page. While that may seem like a uh, an ability to talk to a consumer directly, that is your marketing platform. And that's, uh, you know, arguably some of the strongest marketing platforms a realtor has. So leveraging, you know, all those touch points, their websites, their emails, um, you know, their social media, they can create little videos on YouTube, all of the social media touch points that are, you know, while they some of them do cost money to promote the content, to place the content, most often than not, is free. And it's about just maybe some cost in creating that content that can be done as just a text thread, um, you know, similar to what we're doing now, an audio recording or a podcast type idea or a video. And I think they can leverage all of those touch points they currently have to figure out how to best 
talk about what is happening currently in the marketplace, what is the impact of COVID, um, the change in direction that has happened since COVID, and any important piece they feel they need to communicate. Back with Sub in a moment. How about joining us to chat about all things real estate? Well, we have just the spot created for realtors in Canada. Crea Cafe is the source for everything from the latest news and stats to legal matters and advocacy updates. Stay connected with your profession on creacafe.ca. I'm Erin Davis, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, okay? Our guest on this sixth edition of Real Time is Subtesh Nijar, and he is one of the founders of Union Creative, the advertising agency behind Kriya's recent national ad campaign, and a collaborator, to name a few, in such international campaigns as those for IKEA, IBM, Unilever, and Best Buy. Sub is the best guy to be talking today with you about how to reach out and get your message across. Tell me if this is true. When people find their budgets suddenly decreased or contracted, do they stop advertising? And that sounds counterintuitive, but is is that sort of an, an after effect of something like COVID-19? You know what? It's, it's a bit of a 50-50 mix right now. And I think what we are seeing is there are some companies and brands who have chosen to remove their marketing efforts. And there are some who have chosen to continue. And I think the difference is you need to understand the business you're in. If you're in the business like Coca-Cola, where it's about selling the notion of a Coke classic in an iconic red can that quenches your thirst, they have spent years and years and decades building the notoriety around a single product. You're not really changing perceptions. You're not really trying to own a specific mindset in a consumer's head. But what you're trying to do is, hey, when you think about a refreshment, you know, a refreshing drink or a pop, think about Coke. So they have the luxury of pulling out marketing because the impact to their business won't be that great. When you think about going to the grocery store, when you think about buying, you know, a soda, Coke is always going to be one of the options because there's, you know, let's let's look at the aisle. That while the aisle has expanded, there's not that many options to compensate for Coke versus Pepsi. For a product like Realtors, where we're constantly trying to change the perception of consumers about the value of realtors, sometimes the implication of stopping is you have to start all over again. Mm -hmm. Because if other people and the competitors have started to talk about what they offer while you're not talking about what you offer, it's almost a, a starting from step one all over again. And I think for us, and the advice we have given the Canadian Real Estate Association is you never know when someone is going to be in the market for buying or selling a house. And we also know it's a constant ongoing progression of all the different value propositions we need to get consumers to understand that a realtor provides. So to have an ongoing base of communication helps you to constantly build that perception. When you go dark or when you go into kind of a start and stop model, sometimes you have to start all over from step one to rebuild and re-engage that consumer with what value proposition you offer. And you know, the example I use, it's like it's almost like telling a story. When you're constantly telling a story, I don't have to go back to chapter one or chapter two to tell you what chapter three is about. You kind of understand what the book is about as you're reading it. But if you put a book down for a month and then you pick it up again, oftentimes you have to go back a couple of chapters to re-engage and re-familiarize, you know, yourself with what the story was about, what the author was trying to convey. 
But if you kind of are constantly reading a book every two, three days, you don't ever have to go back that far to understand what the book was about. And it's a similar approach in, I think, how people need to think about marketing. The longer you put a book away or the longer you put your brand away, the more work has to be done. And that work is sometimes an extra cost to get a consumer to understand what your product is about or what your service is about. The more you're constantly talking to them, the less effort is required to always start and stop. And so I think that's been the big debate. And then once again, I think it depends on what your product is and the life cycle of your product. It's easy for a Coca-Cola to take marketing out because they have spent millions talking about you know, what their product is about. Okay, so you talk about Coke, and that's a great analogy. And it's not exactly warm and fuzzy. It's more cold and fizzy. Let's talk about a brand that can relate to realtors and Korea in terms of creating a sense of altruism or basic human referral. And we don't have to look much further than, say, Nike for a large company, a big body, to have a message that touches the heart while still marketing. Yeah, and and exactly. I think when you look at brands like Nike, what they've understood is while some of the decision criteria or decision purchase is made on some of the, you know, innovations in sole or air pockets or, you know, the leather or the fabric used in the shoe, a lot more of the decision is made by what that brand means to me, what that brand emotionally is satisfying. And I think similarly to, you know, realtors, what people have understood is they want brands like Nike to make the world around them better. So when Nike takes a political stance on a call in Kaepernick, they are very clearly defining who they think they're for. If you're a consumer that believes in X, we also believe in that. And I think if you look at realtors, their X and what they believe in is the community around them. So the more they can be perceived or seen as an active participant in building that community, I'm probably going to trust that they have the best, my personal interest at heart, and they're going to deliver the services I need because they're also helping the community around me, or they're actively involved in making the community better as well. Ah, community. If 2020 has taught us anything, and goodness knows it has, it's been the importance of connection of reminding ourselves that we're part of a much bigger community, even during that time when we felt so alone. By volunteering and raising funds, realtors across the country play meaningful roles in building and maintaining connections where they work and live. So let us know how you give back by sharing your story at realtorscare.ca. In fact, that subject came up in my chat with Sub. That's what I love about Realtors Care. I mean, right there, if you're involved in that and you're putting your story out on the CREA platform, you're telling people you have an altruistic side, you care about your community, you're involved, and you are part of this whole family, the neighborhood, the area. You know it and you care about it. That's a great message. It is a fantastic message because as consumers, we have access to many different ways to find information now. So especially when it comes to realtors, they are human beings. So I get to not only learn about what you stand for, I get to learn about your reputation. I get to learn about how people think of you. And I can. I also get to learn about what you do beyond just providing the service of, of selling or buying a home. And so the more I understand you, the more I understand the value you provide in your true self, in your whole self, that's how I can make a decision of, 
your beliefs align closer to mine. Your point of view on the world aligns closer to mine. And we're more likely to spend our money with brands or people or services who align to what we believe, right? And, and our personal beliefs. Right, right. Yeah, you're just like me. You're going to care about my worries and my concerns and my ambitions as well. Exactly. And I think this, all this stuff is small aspects that realtors have always done. I think sometimes my advice is often you just now need to put that as part of your marketing message. You need to place that in channels like social media where people can see it. Because this is stuff that great realtors have always done. They've always been fabrics of our community. They've always been great, you know, moral citizens that lead community efforts. And so they've always had this kind of day job of bettering the world that's around them while they've been buying and selling homes. Oftentimes, they just never talked about it. Well, how can realtors reinforce their value? I don't think there's a, a magic bullet. And I think that's sometimes the frustrating thing when we've been talking to a lot of the realtors across the country. I think it's an ongoing onslaught that in every channel and every touch point, you constantly have to reaffirm everything about you, about your value proposition, your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, the fact that you are, it is an actual profession. Um, the fact that you have gone to school and you've, you have taken courses for it. Mm -hmm. You know, the experience you've had in the number of years, um, you've been buying or selling. And if you're a new realtor, it's not even about the experience, but it's the reason why you became a realtor in the first place and the passion for the category or your interests in it. And I think while some of the competitors or some of the new entrants or the new players can come in and try to redefine themselves versus the, mo the current model of realtors, our model is based on this uh, simple concept of having a very smart human being help you navigate one of the most complicated processes in the world, right? Yeah. And I think that that intrinsic value of the expertise, the knowledge, the community understanding, the technology and the tools that are available all wrapped up into a single resource is oftentimes easier, better, and gives you a better result than using some of the competitive do-it-yourself solutions out there. Yeah, because you've got so much on the line, and so you need someone who knows what they're doing and can take care of all of the details that you don't even have a clue might arise. So uh, it, it's a little bit like booking travel now without having someone to back you up if things go sideways. And that, I think that's a, a, a perfect example of what has happened in the you know COVID, post-COVID world. We got very used to buying travel on our own through a myriad of technology solutions that were provided, but none of them had accounted for a global pandemic and what might happen when all flights around the world get canceled. Right. And now you're seeing more and more people have started or will start to use travel agents again because the, the waiting online to talk to uh, an airline representative trying to you know, spend hours on a phone, trying to shift or move a flight, trying to understand what the nuances are, that's a lot more expertise and knowledge you needed around a specific category than what any human really wanted to know. Yeah. We just thought it was easier, faster, and cheaper, so why not do it in an online solution? But there's a whole bunch of knowledge that is required when things go wrong. And fortunately, you know, before COVID, nothing really went wrong. But And so we kind of got comfortable with the idea of buying our travel on our own. Sure. But when something does go wrong, 
I know why we canceled a bunch of flights and we booked through a travel agent. It was really easy for me to make one call. And that person sorted everything out for me while I had friends and colleagues that spent weeks on a phone with Air Canada trying to shift some of their you know, purchases or, air, or airlines. And it's no fault of anyone's. It's just the reality of what happened. Mm-hmm. A wake-up call. Yeah. Uh, you sometimes underestimate and sometimes you reestimate the value of that human interaction. Right now, we have a special treat as we peek behind the scenes of a Korea TV and video ad and look at the different moods that you project to depending on when and where people are watching. Subtash, we're going to do something now here that we've never done on the Real Time Podcast. We're going to break for a commercial, but the good news is it's one of yours. Perfect. So you can see this on Korea.ca, and the campaign is called Born to be a Realtor. Now, this particular ad titled Doghouse opens with a little boy who's got a clipboard and is obviously an aspiring realtor. He's selling a doghouse to what looks like a German Shepherd mix. And here's how it sounds. This is a great home for a first-time buyer. The roof was recently redone, and it has unobstructed views of the mailbox. Great for keeping the mailman on his toes. Right, Dave? There's only one bathroom, but it is quite large. He's showing a great big lawn. My thoughts exactly. I read up the offer. Dedication, knowledge, expertise. We were born to be realtors. Get expert advice on the biggest transaction of your life. Ah, they even fit in a little bark at the end. The ad wraps up with the same boy as a grown man who's fulfilled that dream and is now talking about a house to prospective buyers. Sub, it's just one of several that you've done. You did the one of the little girl inspecting the dollhouse, but in this case, this little boy. I think it's brilliant. Can you give our listeners an overview of the creative concept here? What's the core message of the campaign and what were you aiming for? And by the way, I can say even before you answer that you hit it beautifully. Perfect. Thank you. And I, I think as you know, as, as some of the listeners will be familiar with, um, for years we've been, we were on a strategy um, talking about you know, some of the trials and tribulations that might occur if you decide to buy your house or sell your house on your own. And the value that a realtor could provide because we don't want this to be the biggest mistake or gamble in your life. And we have, as this year, we have started to evolve that strategy. And this strategy this year is about showing the intrinsic passion and value that realtors provide. The fact that I think Canadians underestimate that realtors who have gone into this profession have always wanted to be realtors. They've always loved the idea of real estate and buying and selling homes. And we just wanted to kind of, you know, put a nice little sense out here about this is a profession that people care deeply about and a profession that's been in our genes or our generations for a long, long time. And so I think what we're trying to build a new strategy about is highlighting some of the different value propositions like knowledge, like experience, like passion that demonstrate what a realtor can do for you. In your experience, do home buyers appreciate this kind of lighthearted advertising? I mean, to see children having fun and to get the whole message that being a realtor is a calling. So, so what's been your response to this ad, Sub? The response has been great so far. And I think what we have to understand is it's not only about the message we're conveying, but it's what channel is this message being um, conveyed in. So oftentimes we have used video, mm. um, television commercials or online video. And what you have to understand is when people are watching television or when people are surfing the internet to watch videos, they're really in a passive state. 
They're not, you know, looking for information. They're not researching anything. They're trying to sit back, relax, and enjoy content. So the message that you convey, and, and what we often call that is, you know, sometimes you're in a lean back medium. And so you're leaning back and watching something happen. And so when you convey your message, you want your message to be conveyed in that lean back notion as well. So we want to entertain you. We want to give you a small little smile. We want to brighten up your day. Or, you know, we want to brighten up, you know, the messages that you're hearing from news channels or what's going on in the world with a little bit of joy and humor, but still land the point in a nice, funny way that we were born to be realtors, that this is a profession that people care deeply about, um, that this is a profession that carries a lot of respect and has a lot of experience. But we can say that, we don't have to say that in a rational way or put somebody out there that says, you know how much I love being a realtor? It's just, it's just a nice, fun, entertaining way of doing it. Yeah, no, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, honestly, you've got kids and dogs. Come yes, on. And who doesn't like kids and dogs? Exactly. And if they don't, I don't want to know them. And also, Sub, you are fighting against the skip ad box on my YouTube that I've gone to or the ubiquitous fast forward button on the remote. I mean, you have to grab them. I think about that so often now as we skip through the commercials to get to the next scene of Dateline or something. So you're fighting that, too. That's That's got to be an incredible challenge in the 21st century. It is. And I think, you know, when we look at research that's been published by the Googles or the Facebooks, they say the opening uh, of any kind of commercial is more important than ever. And there's many different tricks and tools to capture someone's interest. And I think for us, using uh, creative devices like children or dogs, they automatically trigger a bit of empathy or, or a bit of curiosity on, oh, what is this about? What is happening? What is going to happen? So these are all tools we use in you know how we build creative solutions to engage a, a prospective consumer or gain some interest of a potential viewer. And there's sometimes there's great tricks that work to your advantage, and sometimes there's tricks like text on a screen. Oftentimes, people aren't that interested in reading about a bunch of bullet points, you know, going one after another because that's just too much information. Especially if you're in the lean back mode. Exactly, and you haven't told me right when these commercials come on. As a brand, you haven't told me, hey, wait a second, I'm about to tell you about X. What we say is we kind of try to build in content that looks like entertainment and leave you with a message. And if you leave someone with a message that resonates, that oftentimes is way more successful than trying to push a message to somebody and make them kind of absorb it. Because you don't know what mood they're in. You don't know what is happening in their life. You don't know what is happening in the environment that that message is being communicated. So you want people to retain your message. You want people to have an emotional response, a visceral response. And when that visceral or emotional response is positive, you've gained some market share in their brain. You've gained some market share in their viewpoint of your product or service. And I think that's what we're trying to continually build as we build out these campaigns. Okay, Sub's back with us with a really memorable segment in a moment, but right now let's talk realtors for a sec. Not only are they experts at finding you the right home, a realtor can help you get your house discovered. Find a local realtor by visiting realtor.ca today. Now back to Subtesh Nijar, whose union creative is behind Kriya's national ad campaign. And start the car, an ad he also had a hand in, and I promise you we'll get to that coming up. 
Interestingly, Subtej, I think that you're also planting a seed. And this goes back to our very first real-time podcast with Terry O'Reilly. When uh, he talked about an ad way back in the 1930s, a newspaper ad for a Steinway piano. And uh, 30 years later, this guy walks into the piano store in New York City with this old yellowed newspaper ad. And they said, why did you keep this? And he said, because I couldn't afford one then, but I can afford one now. Mm -hmm. And it's that planting the seed. I mean, your message is getting through to people who may be living in a one bedroom and one day their dream is to move into a house. And you're telling them, hey, when the time is right, come to Korea. We've got people who know how to do this. Totally. And I think it's once again, it's back to understanding the role of each channel and the right message that has to go into it. Korea has great tools and technologies like their mobile app, like their website that offer people who are currently in the market great resources to connect with realtors or the ability to you know search and find what they're looking for. But the problem is it's not like there's clear indicators or people are clearly raising their hand telling you when they may or may not be in the market. And what we want to get to is people to have a perception that no matter when you decide to go into the market, your first call should be to a realtor. Yeah. Right? Or your first way to contact should be a realtor. So this is something that you have to build when a potential buyer or seller is a child. And it's something we want to constantly build over and over again so that we've ingrained it in their head that, you know, this is the value of using a realtor. And as we evolve our strategy and as we talk about all the different value propositions that a realtor takes, it's the totality of this that will help us change perceptions and, you know, and help create some differentiation versus some of the competitive offerings out there. And it really goes back to what Costa Palopoulos told us a couple of months ago, communicate, 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 even if you don't think that the message, you know, is the right time for it to land in terms of the recipient of it, make sure that your message is strong for when they're ready to take it in. And competitive, overly competitive, this isn't the time, is it? No, and I think that's the one thing. Well, we know... um us as Canadians generally shy away from overtly competitive advertising. Um, we're not the, you know, product A versus product B, and here's why my product is better than the competitor's product. Um, we've always wanted to take a bit of a high road. Mm -hmm. um, we always want to take a bit of a, you know, a sense of delivering on who we are and not at the detriment of somebody else. And I think coming out of COVID, that's something that, you know, we've seen as a society, we want to collectively help everybody. Yeah. While you know everyone has individual concerns and may have maybe positively or negatively impacted by what has happened, uh, you know since COVID, but we want to grow as a group. We want to grow as a whole, not as a bunch of individual parts. And I think you have to understand that if that is the context in which society operates, your messaging has to operate in that same context, and understand that you know this is the time that we may have to take a bit more of a softer approach. We may have to talk about, um, you know, a collective group of people versus just one attribute of our product that is better than somebody else's. So what can we look forward to? Can you tell us any stories here, Sub, about uh, what the ads for Korea might be holding in the future? Like how long in advance do you plan? Uh, well, so we we plan on a yearly basis. And I think what we also have realized is, you know, you put a plan in place and then you constantly revisit the plan because you don't know what is uh, about to happen or what does happen in, in any, you know, given month. Um, but I think what we are about to do is, you know, as I talked about, we 
Uh, we've made a strategic shift from talking about some of the mistakes a potential buyer or seller could make if they went at it alone without using a realtor previously to now shifting to demonstrate uh, different aspects of the value proposition, different aspects of what all the different dimensions of realtors from passion, from the fact that they've, you know, what you see right now is they were born to do it. So we'll constantly evolve this message to talk more about the different aspects of what we think makes using a realtor a very smart choice. And, you know, from experience to expertise to knowledge to, you know, evolving Korea as a, the, you know, the code of conduct, there's a bunch of different things we can talk about. And so slowly we will evolve the strategy to talk about many different things that realtors can do and provide. In a moment, what old time star said, don't work with children or dogs. The answer coming up, plus the line from an iconic ad that we quote all the time, that Saab had a hand in. You've heard the saying, I hope, it's one of my favorites, early to bed, early to rise, work like heck and advertise. So where to go? Well, there were 1.6 million searches for realtors on realtor.ca last year alone. As a realtor, make the most of those visits with the realtor.ca tools provided as part of your CREA membership. So um, we like to end the show every time with uh, with kind of a fun segment, whether it's an open house back and forth really quickly. But with you, I think I'd like to delve a little bit behind the scenes, open the curtain a little bit, Subtash, and tell us, um, do you have any fun or challenging stories? I mean, it was the old comic W.C. Fields who said, never work with kids or animals. And there you are <laughs> when, <laughs> in your commercials with both. How did that go? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, it was. It's obviously, it's always a challenge when you deal with uh, children and animals, um, because you, you never know what mood they're going to be in when you're trying to shoot. So I think, um, you know, some of the stories that we've had on on this shoot were just trying to make sure the dog stayed in a single place when you needed to, you know, shoot the scene <laughs> or making sure that the dog and the child interaction, because um, you actually, you know, well, we you talk about actors having chemistry. Imagine the chemistry you're trying to create between a pet uh, and, a, and a small child. Well, that's right. Um, and, and making sure that they kind of got along and one wasn't afraid of the other and they both could, you know, hit their lines at the same time uh, was quite was quite a challenge. And, you know, I think the, the interesting thing we had on this shoot was not only, uh, you know, were we trying to accomplish a lot of video formats um, and different videos on, a, on on the same shoot day, you know, when you deal with children, we end up having to have, you know, backups of potential children because you never know what mood that child may be in when you're you're about to shoot. Just organizing a bunch of different things and a bunch of different moments to hit all exactly at the same time was was quite an endeavor. I would I would imagine and there are so many variables when you're shooting outside. I remember when we used to do our CHFI TV ads and we'd go to different neighborhoods and stuff and shooting outside invariably the neighbor decided that was the day he had to mow his lawn. Yes. Or you know, you were in the flight path. So you've got so many things that can go sideways. I know, I know we've been on shoots where we've had fire trucks, you know, come <laughs> rearing down while you're recording. Really? And it was that perfect take where the child and the dog were looking at each other like uh, um, Timmy and, and Lassie, and then all of a sudden, there it goes. There are the sirens. Totally. And I think the interesting thing is there are specific rules and regulations we have to abide by when we shoot with children and animals. So when you shoot with an adult, 
you actually get a longer period of time of consistently shooting with somebody. Oh, boy. Uh, but when it comes to cho- shooting with children or animals, you can only sh- shoot for a specific duration. Then you have to give them a break. Then you can only shoot with them for a specific duration. Then you have to give them a break again. And so sometimes you lose that momentum. Well, if, you know, if uh, a child actor doesn't feel like acting at the moment Ugh. and they start to act near the end of the duration you have them for, well, then you have to stop and pick it up all over again. Oh, boy. So it does become challenging, but it's well worth it when you see the end result. Sab, I could not help but notice in your bio, IKEA, are you the man behind Start the Car? Well, yes, I was. I'm unfortunately one of the team members that uh, helped uh, helped bring that to life. And uh, uh, back in my my days at another agency, uh, uh, we had we were we were we had the privilege of working with IKEA, who are fantastic clients, and one of the you know to this day one of the best consumer insights for a sale that I think, you know, has been done in retail advertising was that the notion around start the car where our deals are so good, it almost feels like stealing. You do know, of course, that's become part of the lexicon. I know it is in our house. Yes. And it's, and to be honest, it's become the lexicon across the world. That, that ad that was shot for the Canadian client ended up running in, I think, almost 16 markets in 16 different languages. And no matter which market or which language or what, where you'd show it in the world, it resonates the exact same way. Oh, my I goodness. I think we landed on a really cool universal truth. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Okay, well, thank you for that. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Subtej Nijar, partner at Union Creative, the agency behind Korea's terrific national ad campaign, which you can see at korea.ca. He makes watching commercials worthwhile. Who does that? Sub does. We've gotten some amazing advice from Sub this episode, but I need to ask you a question now. What's the best piece of real estate advice you've received during your career? Has someone shared bulletproof marketing insights or profound thoughts on managing client relationships? We want to hear about advice you've received that had a positive impact on your career. Just call 1-888-768-6793. That's one 888 768-6793 and leave us a message and hopefully it'll be shared in our next episode. Maybe like this call. Oh, hello. It's Ingrid Jarris with Newport Realty, Christie's International. I'm a licensed agent here in beautiful Victoria, BC and have been in the business for several decades. As you know, real estate can be extremely stressful and everybody handles it differently. But I think as a calm collected and patient voice and guidance through what can be a challenging time for most definitely has paid off and would be my number one piece of advice to pass along to my fellow colleagues. So take a deep breath, be patient, put your good listening ears on and enjoy the journey. Thank you, Ingrid Jarris of Newport Realty, Sydney in beautiful British Columbia. Real Time Podcast comes to you from Real Family Productions and Rob Whitehead and Alphabet Creative. Don't forget to click subscribe and you'll catch our next podcast. And this is so exciting, is Sarah Richardson. You know this award-winning designer and television personality. Sarah is the host and co-producer of eight HGTV lifestyle series, which are seen in over 100 countries and soon to be heard right here on Real Time. I'm Erin Davis. Talk to you again soon. And don't forget to subscribe. Bye.